0: Well, hello, Saints. Welcome to our third episode of the brand new broadcast called Seasons. My name is Monica Terrell, and I am joined here with the very anointed Stacy McGill and the high and holy Apostle Ron Crawford and we are very excited to to be with you today and to share from scripture to talk in further discussion about the topic of oil and the anointing and so we just welcome you into this dialogue into this conversation and perhaps you might want to get out your bibles and some pen and paper and And just get ready to not only receive from the Word of God, from the Holy Spirit, but also um, just be blessed, as we are blessed. The Lord has really been speaking a lot over this past season about this particular topic, topic, and and we know that He has promised that He's going to pour His Spirit out upon us, and we are um, experiencing that manifestation, but also continuously asking Him for more. And so over the course of the last number of weeks, we've been doing some extensive study on the topic of oil and the application of oil through scripture. And I just wanna begin by um, just really encouraging every one of our listeners, all the saints, to recognize and to be aware that this this is something for you. This is something that needs to be applied in your life, that needs to be applied in your um, intercession and in your walk with the Lord. This is, you know, we are called to be priests before the Lord, and and the anointing is a very significant factor in our walk and in our function before the Lord. And so, we are asking the Lord for His anointing. We are asking the Lord for that creo, for um, for the oil. The pressing of the oil that brings forth fruit through our lives, through the ministry, and through all that God has us to do in these coming days, we definitely, we desperately need that. And so, I want to begin just by, just by um, recapping just a bit about something that we have talked about over the last couple of weeks, and. And that is um, the application of the oil, and really one of the first applications of oil that we find in Scripture. That was um, that we find in Genesis 28, and I'm going to read a passage. And it's Jacob mm-hmm. when he um, the Lord was commissioning him um, through that 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 Abraham covenant um, about the seed. And it says, And Jacob rose up early in the morning, and he took the stone that, had whole, that he had put for a pillow, and he set it up for a pillar, and he pour, poured oil upon it. And he called the name of that place Bethel, but the name of the city was called Luz at the first. And Jacob vowed a vow, saying, If God be with me, and will keep me in the way that I go, and will give me bread to eat, and raiment to put on, so that I come again to my father's house in peace, then shall the Lord be my God, and this stone which I have set for a pillar shall be God's house. And of all that thou give me, I will surely give a tenth unto thee. Now there's a whole sermon in this this one passage, or this this combination of patches passages. But what I want to bring to your attention is that we've talked a lot over this season, really since the beginning of the year, or specifically since March, about how Know, through this time of quarantine and this time um, where our nations are experiencing pandemic and, and things have, have changed a bit for us in the way that we have come to worship, that he, God has called us, each one of us, to establish an altar of worship and an altar of intercession in our own homes and really individually before the Lord. And I really believe that that's the way that he's establishing houses of prayer and really the end time church. And the important thing for us to recognize, too, is that in the New Covenant, we are called temples of the Holy Spirit, and the Spirit dwells in us, and so we are houses of the Spirit. And what we need to recognize in this day is God continues to commission us to expand and to go forth as the body of Christ, that we have the responsibility before the Lord to anoint those houses and to believe for the anointing to rest upon our places of prayer, our places of worship, our ha- you know our churches, and also ourselves as temples of the Holy Spirit. And so, throughout this discussion, um, it's really my prayer that you recognize, first of all, your identity and your placement before the Lord as a priest before the Lord, called to intercession, called to. Um, supplication called to make transaction with the Lord before him at his throne and wherever he's planted you to do that whether it's in your own home whether it's part of a church whether it's in a prayer group that house is a Bethel place that house is a place of God that house is a place where Yahweh and Elohim are functional And, and, and you have a responsibility before the Lord to anoint that place with oil and to to dedicate it to the lord for the anointing to flow through that for it to be a place of fruit a, a fruitful place and so throughout this discussion today we're going to talk about healing and we're going to talk about the miracles that come through oil i just want to encourage you to know that these things apply to you as priests before the lord and so you know, we can bring revelation and we can bring Scripture and understanding of Scripture, but if there is not application of that, it's pretty much worthless. And so as we make discussion about these things, we're going to bring application to them, and I want you to apply those to your own life. Apply that to the ministry that God has you in and apply that to your home, to, to your prayer room, to the place where God has called you to stand. And so we just release that over you and, and, and commission that to you as we continue on with this discussion.
1: Yeah, and I think, um, there, there is significance to the fact that, as you said, this is the first issuance of oil in the Bible, and what had Jacob just experienced there? Um, it, it was the, the ladder where, where the ladder of, um, connecting heaven and earth and you had the meeting with Elohim which is the 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 heart of God and at the top of that ladder you had Yahweh specifically looking down which is the plan of God and so Jacob wakes up and he takes the stones that he had for his pillar and he makes a from pillow to pillar that'd be could write a book (laughs) called that (laughs) and so the first use of oil was on that and mankind has used the pillar over and over again some I remember one time we were in France and um one of our first I think it was our first ministry trip into France and we were going into the city and our guide translator showed us the the great obelisk that um was there in the center of Paris and they called it a phallic symbol and you know much is made of that but the initial pillar in the scripture with the initial oil in the scripture was Jacob reminding himself of that connection between heaven and earth and so the law of first issuance is always an amazing thing in scripture it's there for a reason what put it what came into Jacob's mind that he needed to get oil and pour it on something. Mm-hmm. Why did God do that? And the first issuance signifies that no matter what we talk about with oil, whether it's restoration, whether it's miracles, whatever it is, that the essence of the first issuance was connecting you in partnership with the heart of God with the plan of God in heaven. And the angelic ones are enabling that. Every other thing Falls in comp- in in uh, fails in comparison. So um, I just think it's uh, very significant that you directed us to this first issuance here, and what it what it signified the connecting of our partnership with God to heaven in the plan of God, and the partnership of the angelic in that way. So, and you find how many times over the years have we seen, whether it's the Egyptians, whether it's the Masons, whoever it might be, they use that pillar as some kind of a connectivity symbol, an icon between heaven and earth. And um, really the issue for us though is that we're not just trying to to hone in on things that don't belong to us. Right. This is our partnership with God. And so I, I just think that is an incredible incredible word for us to uh, to view and to remember that this is what God did. So, and I will stop with this and surrender the mic back to you or your own mic. Um, God tells him at the end of this, okay, go back to go back and resolve. So Jacob sets up a neck the next pillar. As a covenant between him and Laban and he sets that pillar and he said look I'm not trying to do you any harm I'm not trying to take anything from you and you got to release me to be what I'm supposed to be but there again is this pillar the second time the pillars used so it's obviously fresh in Jacob's mind that this is what he means and and I think that's a thing that we need to establish not only are we serving in this way before God But we need to let this be the the plumb line of our relationships with other people, especially our family And that this is the thing that that really we are signifying
2: I just wanted to interject one thing. I was thinking about the word expansion Jacob had just come from his blessing from his father that his brother had forfeited and he's expanding
1: Mm -hmm.
2: you know out into the world I just thought that was a really significant uh, new, it's a new thing. He got blessed, now what's he gonna do with it? And the Lord shows up and he honors that. And I, just, I would just say to everyone listening, we're so blessed and we, we have a, a partnership with the Lord and we hear his word in our heart and you see or however he talks to you, but be ready for the new. There, there was no house, there was no Bethel, and then there was. And so he's going to bring the new into your life and into the kingdom and we get to partner with that and that's incredible incredible gift he's incredibly generous
1: Amen.
0: yeah i love that because how much you know has god said about transition and we are in a transitional moment and oil really in so many ways is so significant in transition and it's like grace you know it it it, it propels into whether it's healing whether it's restoration no matter what it is i mean right here just establishing that gate of heaven because from the very beginning God's intent was to have a habitation of his presence here on the earth yes. and and he he tried and tried throughout the old covenant to do that and he did do that and oil is significant through that whole process from from the the creative Wisdom that came on Bezalel to the holy anointing um, incense to all, you know, the oil being applied to all the different elements in the tabernacle and in the temple. So it's very significant in that structure of not only inception, but also the the building and the establishing, the expansion through that. And we have such a responsibility to that. And especially in these days where. Um, you know, I, re- I see this passage on this outline that says, it's from, from John 14:2, and it says, this is Jesus speaking, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, and I go to prepare a place for you. And how in this study that you did, how mansions comes from minnow, which is the place of abiding, the place of expectancy, the place of endurance, the place where we stand and when we tarry and when we, we, we exercise patience, on behalf of the really the 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 commission that God has called us to walk with him in and so it's just he wants to inhabit the holy places and that holy place is you and I, 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 I've always loved that song that Don Potter does where he says or maybe it's Leonard Jones where he says of all the places you chose to live you chose to live in me and I, that every time I hear that, that just really just so much touches me because that's the God that we serve. We are that house of God. We are that tabernacle and that temple of the Holy Ghost. And, and, and he wants to anoint that for the expansion, for the going forth, for the fruitfulness that he's called us to, to really accomplish here upon the earth. Amen. So... So we will um, continue on in this discussion, and um, I believe we're going we're gonna to segue and begin to talk about the miracles that come that are associated with oil through Scripture. And this is just really a dynamic discussion, and we just ask the anointing of the Lord to be with us and for us to speak, everything that God has for us to to understand and to have revelation of just in this hour. So would one of you guys like to launch that?
2: the Lord was showing me um, some of the New Testament examples of healing with oil. There's mark six thirteen, and they cast out many devils and anointed with oil, many that were sick, and healed them. And I broke down some of the the words just because it brings it into a visionary form for me when I get to when I get to see the definition. So cast out here is, ekebalo eject bring forth send away so they're sending away many devils i thought this was interesting devils comes from dio to distribute fortunes so he wants to take our blessing our fortune in the lord and redistribute it elsewhere and we're not going to let that happen but i just think that's an interesting definition and anointed alefeo sorry if i'm not pronouncing that right <laughs> to oil anoint and it comes from the base liparose fat sumptuous and dainty and you see this kind of throughout a lot of the anointed so that's a great description so he's casting out the one that wants to redistribute our fortune and he's bringing the oil but it's also this sumptuous fatness this fullness Um, he's anointing the sick with with that uh, fullness and healing them and the healing word means uh, therapeu to wait upon humbly to adore God to relieve of disease to cure to heal to worship and that that spoke a lot to me. we know this word, but when when we are welcoming his presence and we're already aligned with him and then we have someone who is not in alignment with him you know then they are now in our presence which means they're in his presence and there's nothing that can stand in his perfect spirit you know the sickness has to go so we're welcoming people into healing by just welcoming them them into his presence
0: Um, yeah one of the things that that I think um, just the revelation of healing just that, that I know that I've experienced over the course of the years, not specifically about my personal healing, but in praying for someone that, that needs healing, and we've all done that and we've all been there, um, is that when God heals, He heals for a purpose. Mm-hmm. He heals for His purpose, because every single one of us was created to walk in purpose mm-hmm. and to be fruitful in that purpose. And so when He heals somebody like this, he does it so that they become functional, so that they become, um, yeah, functional in the call, in their identity, and in their calling. And it's so important for us to recognize this. You know, sometimes our our total focus on healing is just that the sickness be cast out. Sometimes he uses the sickness to. Um, he uses all things for good. So sometimes he uses that really even to propel somebody into function again and um, so we should never lose heart but just continue to um, to pray his will and even with the casting out of the devils I mean I think about Mary who he cast seven devils out of she became a disciple she became one of the ones that walked with him to Jerusalem I mean she she, she was by his side functioning as a disciple um, in a powerful powerful way because he he knew she was created for that very thing and so God is just so good
1: yeah I think uh, the progression of, of this verse in Mark six thirteen, if you just go the progression you know to to cast out is really you know it's that like throwing a ball and it's how the Spirit drove Jesus into the wilderness and um, so it's a displacement of things, a repositioning of things. So it's the first, you bind the strong man. Second, um, the the anointing comes from your point of blessing in the reservoir of what God has given you to be. Which is, it's not just that we're blessed to be blessed; we're sowing into people from that bastion of of blessing. The sick there is. Um, is really to block the proper flow of a water or a river so you're restoring you're restoring that that proper flow and then so that they can function which is what therapy really means and if you go to therapy it's we want to get you back into back into condition so you displace the enemy you you go with the blessing God has given you you um, you anoint the person so that they will begin to flow again, and you then allow them to begin to function in the way that they should, and sometimes that takes a little while. You know, therapy by itself doesn't just happen. Oh, I went to therapy, I'm right as rain, you know? You, you have a It's a process. Yeah, it's a process. So um, that's, that's an interesting progression really good for us so how many of them are there one casting out anointing sick and, and healing four so that's God's restorative voice thunders lightnings, earthquakes the four measures of the incense so it's just really bringing about what God wants amen amen
0: yeah. amen Go
2: ahead. No, you go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask. We didn't want to forget about cleansing leprosy. I know pastors taught on this already, but I didn't want to leave it out just because it was one of the the yeah. healings where oil was.
1: Yeah, key. And, and, and leprosy is really um, indicative of a lot of things. Um, most most notably, the eating away of the body, and this is. This can be upon a house, it can be upon a person, it can be upon clothing, where it just is infested there. And, um, you know, I I think that the oil in the left hand for the priest that's pronouncing the blessing and the healing for the leprous one really does go back to what we just said, that the left represents um, our point of fulfillment, our point of, of function, uh, completed function and so we draw from that to pronounce that the person or the place is restored and um, I think the church needs this as well so it's it's that same it's that same progression and thank you for reminding us of of that and I think then the progression continues in the next passage that we, we're scheduled to look at, and that's in James 5. James 5.
0: I can read it. James 5.14 Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up and if he have committed sins they shall be forgiven him. I love I love this passage. I think this is so powerful. Um, So sick here is 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 that it's asoneo, and it literally means form without function. Basically, it's it's a lack of strength. It's lack of um, the capability in your body or in your mental capacities, and. And for us, we're called to lay claim to his will and to believe for life and vitality to come forth out of us to be able to function in and according to his will. So sick is not just people that are um, sickly, like with an illness. It is people that are not functional, mm-hmm. that are, that are um, lacking that either mental or physical capacity to serve him in his will And then it says, call for the elders of the church that they may prosuchami, prosuchami, make supplication over you and anoint you with oil in the name of the Lord, which is curios. So you want to address that?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, this this is James, the pastor, um, talking to the elders, basically about... It doesn't just have to be somebody that is uh, physically infirmed. In fact, the onus of what he's describing throughout several of these chapters and references, like if a brother be overtaken in a fault, and if uh, you you guys restore and you watch over yourself, speaks about more people that are not functioning in what they're supposed to be functioning in. And so, um, for for the oil to be placed there, goes into alignment with what we talked about at length last time. That if you're going to be if you're going to be really serving the Lord, you've got to be pressed, and you've got to be a son, and you've got a partner. And so, to me, in this passage, the issuance of oil has more to do with you extending your somebody to yourself to somebody as an elder who is no longer functioning in the way they should. And um, so uh, it's, it's a humility, not just that we're pressed and we're ministering out of our blessing, and, but there's a humility in this as well for somebody to come into alignment with the Lord, Curios, which really means that you've accepted your assignment and um, and then you, you therefore are directing those who are in the authority line from God, fulfilling their function. It really does align with the Old Testament name of God, Adonai. And and even if somebody wants to go as far as to say that it aligns with Yahweh, Yahweh is the plan of God. So if you're if you're anointing in the name of the Lord, you're really saying on the basis of what the Father has asked us to do as sons, following the King of Kings, the Son, of the, the Only Begotten Son, we are re-establishing ourselves in the alignment of His purpose. And this is all about somebody, um, which is why it's the elders, it's not the pastor. Notice it doesn't say call for the pastor, it says call for the elders. So it really should be being done by that group of mighty men who are serving faithfully because that's the objective. You know?
2: Mm -hmm.
1: I just rambled on that one, didn't
2: I? Oh, no, and and you were talking about the body being ravaged by leprosy. I think that this James passage shows how the the body of the church functions. So like you said, it's not necessarily the, the pastor. It's the the elders in the church and so that means that that body has been functioning correctly that every every
0: part supplies
1: Mm. that's good
0: and then it says the prayer I love this the prayer of faith shall save the sick (laughs) and what is the prayer of faith I mean faith is being fully persuaded and, and acting upon what God has put within you and what you know He is intending from the right hand. Mm-hmm. That's function. That is function in perfection to me. I mean, that is, that is the prayer of faith. And what is that word for prayer? Prosigamai? Mm-hmm. The prayer of faith shall, shall save the sick. You partner with what God is saying at the right hand and that is your prosuke your your prosuke is is what god has spoken from the right hand and you're fully persuaded in that in partnership with him and that shall save the sick which is the asthenia which is that lack of of function mentally physically and in its spirit or soul you know it's 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 lack of function
1: yeah a prayer is the root uk which is pro uk Pers- But it's it's really the essence. Yeah. You know, it's the essence of... prosuke would be gaining an insight from the essence and then proclaiming it. This is just the essence, which I think is significant. Yeah. Because that's what the oil is in this place. Right. What it represents and what these men and women are really doing in their... In, in the body
0: and too I mean really like what you say about it's the essence of it when we pray like that before the Lord when we make that prayer of faith it's coming from the essence of who he is in us mm-hmm. that is so powerful I mean sometimes we se- I think we separate prayer from just the essence of of just the spirit that's within us and, and pray things that we think need to be. It's not like in any way twisted or ill-willed. It's just sometimes I think we, we, we forget that our prayer comes from that spirit man within us and the spirit of God that's within us as we are partnering in faith from what we know he has put within us and what he intends from his right hand. It's just, it's so powerful to me. And that shall save the Astanoe, and then the Lord is this curious. Oh, let me look. Shall raise him up.
1: Sure, it is. Yeah.
0: Yes, it's curious. Shall raise him up, and if he be and if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. It's very powerful. Amen. And raise there is, Egerio, to waken. Oh, awaken, that's that's even better. Mm-hmm. Shall awaken him.
1: See, yeah, see, that goes in line then. Yeah. This person's sleeping. Mm-hmm.
0: They
2: need to wake up and function.
1: They may be woke, but they may not be awake. That's right.
2: That's right.
1: <laughs> woke, but not awake. It's uh. the title of our next round table.
2: And they can be forgiven. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, Thank if God. you guys
0: notice that the, these, these miracles and these healings, the anointing, is not creo. It's this other word that you reference, which is um, alephio, alifo, alifo. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's to oil, to anoint, and comes from the base of liparos, which is fat, sumptuous, and dainty. I never got the dainty part.
1: <laughs> dainty.
0: <laughs> that just to me is just almost like an oxymoron because something fat and sumptuous just doesn't seem like it would be dainty but nonetheless I think,
2: I think a dainty is a provision or a uh, something really good I can't think of a good word to explain it instead of something we kind of think of it as little and cute uh-huh. I think in this way it's it's a something that like it really fine yes or just a really just a wonderful Se- extra blessing kind of I don't know mm-hmm. I but don't know if somebody else can speak n- no I,
1: I mean I just I, I always thought that dainty is kind of an interesting word that the King James guys would say and it really speaks about I always thought just just a really uh, wealthy kind of a thing yes. but here I'm just looking at a I'm at it says um, that it's pure mm. and it's it's the 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 golden or the virgin oil which is the most the the, it is not inferior so it's something that is precious it's it's an essence kind of a thing and you know back in those days in the 1600s dainty really meant that you wanted to find things so it was over the years then that 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 essence those that were I won't describe but they preferred the dainty things and so the meaning of the word really extrapolated into something that still harkens back to what it meant but it was kind of perverted in its use Mm. and so so really it's saying you you bring the the virgin olive oil you bring the very best and so dainty is it was used as the consecration of kings um, it, w- it was uh, for anointing at feasts. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Um, when this is the kind of oil, my head, this woman anointed my head with oil. You did not, but she did. She anointed my feet with this. Then Jesus uses that word. So it really spoke of the precious quality of what this woman did. So if we're, if we're anointing with oil in this way, It goes back to the essence, the uke, What what's most precious to us. And the most precious thing is our calling and our our service. And we want to bring this person back into that. Somehow they have become, uh, they've strayed. They're not functioning. They're not flowing. And so we come with humility to bring them back into alignment with that calling. And we're using not only ourselves, but we're using this choicest, measure to anoint them with. It's real prophetic in, in nature. Plus
0: to me it speaks to of, of something like that that is presented to you would be something that you need to receive. You know you need to to really receive and this is a really bad illustration but I'm gonna use it anyway. I remember traveling in France many many times and one particular time when we were staying actually with a host family, which was kind of a rarity, but we were staying with the host family. And in the morning, the husband of, of the, the matron of the house told us that she was preparing a meal for us that was very dainty. It was foie it gras, foie gras, which is...
1: Foie gras,
0: which is duck liver. Well, from the moment he said that, I started to panic, <laughs> and the whole entire day I had conversation with with him about how I did not think I could eat it because there's just some things that I just choose not to. I mean, I don't want to eat, and he kept saying to me, Monica, if you don't, it's gonna, you know, sh- it's gonna hurt her feelings. She is presenting this dainty thing to you. For them, it was it was something that was very um, expensive and very fine and they were, they were making it and preparing it for us as their guests in honor of us. And if I did not receive that and, and eat it, and it was the whole entire day, I was in, I was in absolute tribulation and affliction <laughs> because I was so afraid I wasn't gonna be able to eat it and I was gonna, I was gonna wound or offend them. That's a bad illustration, but when I think about this anointing, it's something that is so precious that we should open up and receive. Because if you're being prayed for, the prayer of faith, I have to partner with that. I'm not saying that your faith is not strong enough, so you're not getting healed. I'm not saying that. And unfortunately, I think the church uses that. But I am saying that I have a responsibility to receive the finer things from the Lord with an open heart and with faith. And, and really, almost with gr- such gratitude, right? True. And that's really receiving that healing. So, and that just that shift back into function. So, yeah,
1: then, and just, just a word about that. I remember that day. And, you know, I think over the years, we've been offered raw meat, we've been offered oxtail, we've been offered intestines. horse hoof soup. Horse hoof soup we've been offered oh there was something else what was it and and the people that give it to you they sit and watch you how you're going to respond to it and so I would just say that even if we're hosting people here in America before we decide to present a dainty meal to somebody we should ask them first of all okay I'm wanting to make this but I want to know what you feel about eating this particular type of thing, mm-hmm. because it can be very awkward, um, and uh, that was an awkward day. But certainly, the dainty oil is something that shouldn't offend anybody.
0: No, but I think that there has to be a reception.
1: Yes, I mean, there has to. You be. You
0: know, there has to be. Um, there, there has to be a partnership, I guess I should say, and a reception of that anointing, that prayer, of faith. And the anointing with oil, the dainty oil.
1: The dainty oil. Yeah, and
0: n- that was not a great... We should
1: market t- dainty oil from Texas. <laughs> Texas dainty oil. You girls could make a killing. You slap that up on the Elijah list, we could finance the end-time harvest. What do you think? Your game? Oh. No How response. You, <laughs> you first. <laughs> no, you go first. No, no, you go.
0: I'll
1: do it soon. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> soon. Soon <laughs> is not a time.
0: So, do we want to maybe look into the Old Covenant and maybe talk about these miracles with oil with Elijah and Elisha? Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yes. Would let's somebody do it. like this to read that this first is one? Great. What's the first one? First Kings seventeen. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you have that, Stacy? Oh, right.
0: Your
2: miracles with oil. This page top oh, I mean, okay. I'll read you it. I'll read, with read an it with an anointed
1: voice. Yes. With a dainty voice. Like, no, not a dainty <laughs> voice. A dainty voice would ruin the whole broadcast. <laughs> what do you think, Monica? Do you have a dainty voice? Yes, I think I do. I <laughs> have a dainty voice. I want to sing first. No, no, no singing. <laughs> first Kings 17, verse 12. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks, that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first, and bring it unto me, and after make for thee and for thy son. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruse of oil fail until the day that the Lord sends rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah, and she and he and her household did eat many days, and the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the decrus of oil fail according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke by Elijah. You know, one of the things I wondered about this is she has this little bit of meal in the barrel. And every day when she'd go there, was there just a little bit of meal in there? Mm -hmm. did it always look that way, you know? And um, I just think that's interesting. So that she would always have to participate in that sacrificial miracle.
0: That's so good. It's like the manna. That's so good.
1: Yeah. Which,
2: by the way, the manna, they said, tasted like fresh oil in their complaint.
1: Yeah, that's something we didn't really talk yeah, about. about that I just that's kind of cool
0: mm-hmm.
1: angel food
0: yeah how could you complain about angel food
1: that's something
0: <laughs> well if i can complain about foie gras foie foie
1: no 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 what are you saying oh you mean <laughs> foie gras oh yes 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 i love that very much go ahead i'm sorry
0: <laughs> do you have something to add
1: no
2: i was trying to find
1: nope.
0: Okay, so let's go to 2 Kings
1: 4.2. Who's going to read that one? You want me to read it again? Yes, please. Would okay, you say? I'll read it. Read it for me. <laughs> Remember that time I talked about listening to that preacher on the radio, and he had a guy that would read for him, and about every two or three words he said, Now stop right there. <laughs> every knee shall bow. Whoa, stop. How many knee? Every knee. Okay, 2 Kings four two. And Elisha, Elisha, not Elijah, Elisha said to her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in the house? And she said, Thine handmaid hath not anything in the house, save a pot of oil. Then he said, Go, borrow thee vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, empty, even empty vessels, borrow not a few. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and shall pour out into all those vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went from him, and shut the door upon her and upon her sons, who brought the vessels to her, and she poured out. And it came to pass, when the vessels were full, that she said unto her son, Bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. Then she came and told the man of God, he said, Go, sell the oil, pay thy debt, and live thou and thy children of the rest. That's great. What say ye upon this great verse?
2: Stacy? I mean, obviously it's provision. You know, obviously it's, um, I guess, provision financially and provision from not being in debtor's prison or having her son taken or whatever punishment. They were looking, you know, yeah. the situation that they were looking into. Um, I just think he's just amazing how he provided, and and I love that the two scriptures: one's Elijah, one's Elisha. So it's you know the established prophet, and then the the younger one also stepping into those miracles. I think that these are things for us to look to as as we mentor. The Elisha's coming up.
1: Yeah, you know, as far as what we are talking about with the oil and what it represents and what what we are doing with it, this is such an interesting thing that Elisha, who was the one that was supposed to be gathering others and going to the sons of the prophets and and gaining um, those that should have been working in the alignment between him and Elijah. That this miracle of oil and suns and vessels, and I, I think that we should not only obey prophetically, of course, but we should believe for in this time where, man, Our nation and our world is in need of Mm -hmm. oil, true oil. We should believe that sons are coming and that God will fill them with this oil and that they will live and have vitality in the midst of this troubling moment, that it would be turned into a moment of the miraculous and other sons coming to live off of what's it say? pay the oil pay the debt and live thou and thy children of the rest but it's oil it wasn't it wasn't any other thing
0: gold or yeah any other thing i think it speaks so much of of our acknowledging recognizing and really praying into our nation or our nations the reality that God is the source of all things and the provision he is our provision Mm -hmm. and whether it be the heavens are shut and there's no rain there's so much happening throughout the earth and and I remember when this pandemic began and I was having a conversation with my father and with my dad not my Heavenly Father and he he said if if this does not speak a message to the world that God is in control, that by one virus, the whole world can be shut down. Mm -hmm. How can people not acknowledge the Lord? And I'm not saying it was the Lord that caused the virus. I'm not saying that at all and neither was he. I'm just saying that our lives, this earth belongs to the Lord and he is, the ultimate the only source of our provision and and I just know that things are going to be happening in the coming days where whether it's natural things happening in the earth or I don't know that the Lord the power and the provision of the Lord is going to make itself known to where it is an undeniable um, uh, an undeniable um, source of power. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So continuing in the theme of provisions
0: mm-hmm. and
1: blessings, you have Numbers eleven eight. Oh, that
2: was the manna scripture.
1: Oh that's the manna yeah, scripture. There we Great. Go. So it
2: was not forgotten but that's forgotten.
1: That's uh, <laughs> the <laughs> there but not forgotten. The taste of it was as the taste of fresh oil. Fresh oil. I'm glad it wasn't rotten oil.
0: (laughs) This is Numbers 11.8, and it says, The people went about and gathered it and ground it in mills and beat it in a mortar and baked it in pans and made cakes of it. And the taste of it was as the taste of fresh oil, manna provided by God.
2: It's interesting that you said it can go bad, so that's really something to remember. We have to be pressed every day we need to be looking for that fresh manna every Mm -hmm. day we don't want the the old oil we want the new oil and he's providing it
0: well yeah the manna did go bad every day yeah he's he's so faithful they had just enough to eat for that day it's like grace
1: It's interesting Mm -hmm. that they didn't just pick it up and eat it, which I'm sure they did, but look at that. They ground it in mills, and they beat it in a mortar.
0: I think they tried to make different recipes with it. They got creative. Which you can understand. That's understandable. It's like, I have these ingredients. What can I make today? Do you want the baguette? Yeah.
1: Do you want the crepe? (laughs) Do you want (laughs) the loaf? (laughs) What do you wish?
2: Well, that's his creative capacity.
1: Yeah. Would you like know. a dainty cake? A dainty cake. That's <laughs> the one I'd what
0: i like. What was it? What was it? The the pastry that the French make, maybe the croissant, that a couple of years ago, the British decided that they were going to make a square croissant. And um. they came out with a square croissant. And it was this big controversy that the British were like changing, changing the shape and making the croissant into a square. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Those <laughs> British... <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I always
1: remember flying into Charles de Gaulle and in the morning you wake up and they bring you this breakfast and they have got what looks like a croissant on the tray but it tastes like a piece of <laughs> vulcanized rubber <laughs> and you think this is awful <laughs> don't bring me this give me ten minutes I'll go into the airport and get a real croissant so anyway that was talk. thank you for turning in today <laughs> okay so the next verse Deuteronomy seven thirteen, he will love thee and bless thee and multiply thee. He will also bless the fruit of thy womb and the fruit of thy land, thy corn, thy wine and thine oil, the increase of thy kine and the flocks of thy sheep in the land which he swear under thy fathers to give thee. And that goes on in Deuteronomy eight seven, where the blessing is a land of 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 oil olive. That's weird. Of oil <laughs> olive.
2: That's what it says a lot in the old testament.
1: Isn't that something?
2: Mm-hmm. Oil olive.
1: Um uh, fourteen twenty three blessing of thine oil. Mm-hmm. Eighteen four of thine oil. Mm-hmm. That's in that's interesting. Anything to say about that?
2: No, he just lots of provision. He promises and he's still promising. His promises are true and faithful. And then the mm-hmm. next one, Song of Moses, thirty-two, thirteen, that I had in the list of Deuteronomy's blessings. This is, uh, yeah, Song of Moses. He made him ride on the high places of the earth, that he might eat the increase of the fields, and he made him to suck honey out of the rock and oil out of the flinty rock. Oil out of the rock.
1: Oh, oil out of the rock, isn't it something?
2: Mm-hmm. So those expected and the unexpected provisions.
1: Now, one thing I want to go back to this oil olive business mm-hmm. because there's there's something there we need to mention because it is significant and it's kind of a talk about a dainty word. Um, in Exodus 27, it's not on our sheets verse 26 you will command the children of Israel they shall bring thee pure oil olive beaten for the light to cause the lamp to burn pure is what we would think it is pure but oil there is the Hebrew semen which is where we get our word semen from and then olive is olive so the the use of that word would really communicate um, yes the essence but also the progenitor also the, um, the measure of keeping the, the, the sparking life now I don't want to go too far with this but that's, that's another factor with, with oil here that there is, there is a going back to your genetic um, your genetic makeup and what you were created to be so um, that's interesting.
0: Well, we've uh, we've talked on several occasions just over the course of the weeks about how oil really initiates things. Mm-hmm. You know, when you lay hands on people, you anoint them with oil. You're initiating them into their purpose, into their calling, from who they are in the Lord. And so that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. That it it's it's.
2: And then his creative capacity, bringing the new, right, exactly. for whatever's needed for the next season,
0: right. Just yeah. so significant, and 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 that really brings us to this passage about Asher, mm-hmm. which to me is so prophetic, and and, and I'll share why. Um, but it's, is it Genesis thirty three twenty four?
2: Oh yes, I'm sorry, I forgot to. That's be Genesis, okay. Yes.
0: And it says, and of Asher he said, let Asher be blessed with children, and let him be acceptable to his brethren, and let him deep deep <laughs> let him dip his feet. His foot in oil, thy shoes shall be iron and brass, and in thy days so shall thy strength be. And I was sharing with Stacy earlier, and, and I know I've shared this, I think, with Pastor over the last couple of weeks, is since we began speaking of this topic of oil, every Sunday when I come to the house of the Lord, I feel like my feet have been anointed with oil. I feel like my foot has been dipped in oil. Even this last Sunday, like right before I walked up to do the prophetic transition, I had to take my shoes off because they were slick and I thought, there's that oil again. And I, as I read this passage this morning and it said, Asher will be blessed with children, it really just made perfect sense to me that we really are called in these days to raise up sons and to really facilitate um, the commissioning of the Elishas, the commissioning of this next coming up generation. And, and there are gonna be many um, we will be blessed with children. We will be blessed with sons, and in that process, our feet are dipped in oil. And and I guess that oil is for the going forth. Yes.
2: Uh, and I'm sorry. I have to give you a correction. Um, it wasn't Genesis. It was Deuteronomy. I guess that's why it was under that list. Sorry. Oh, that's fine. So just sorry, everybody out there listening. Deuteronomy thirty-three twenty-four. 24, yeah. But just to speak into that about the foot and the oil, it wasn't just his toe. It wasn't just a little bit of oil, it was enough for his whole foot, which really speaks of, you know, the, again, provision, but the wealth, the the fullness of the blessing over Asher. And he's known for being wise and his, his lineage, and also the name Asher means blessing. It actually translates mm. as blessing. So there's so much to say about all of this, but he, taking dominion, you know. Yeah. I don't I don't know, Pastor could say. Yeah,
1: and Asher, blessing, but but, but in addition, being happy in that, having mm-hmm. a mindset of that. Mm-hmm. And that's, um, gee whiz, I mean, how much do we talk about the sole of the foot and um, um, to be able to go forth in that way. And, you know, the 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 addition, oil out of the flinty rock, this is a different word for flinty which means to, to gain a proper footing, to, to be secure and, and solid. It's not the reticulated stone or just the solid rock stone. It's it's a it's a stone that gives you footing. Mm. So to me, um, I think this is really saying that as you're, as you're going on the high places or you're going forth, the combination of these two is that we recognize we're sons, we're blessed, we're happy in that, but that God, even with the slick, nature of oil, our foot will be secure. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's very interesting. So the oil out of the flinty rock is really, you're, you're going through this mountainous place and um, going to the high ground and you're going to be in the blessing, but you're going to be secure. Very interesting.
0: And then, out of Asher his bread shall be fat and he shall yield royal dainties. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> there we are again. <laughs> <laughs> and
2: that's Genesis 49.20, and that was Jacob speaking over his sons.
1: Yeah. Isn't that great? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I believe that this is a word for us. I really do, in this hour. Yeah.
2: There's another scripture about feet and, and the oil. is Job 29.6. When I washed my steps with butter, and the rock poured me out rivers of oil. And, and I think butter is also fat be yeah, a fat like an oil made from oil and the rock poured me out rivers of oil that, that whole job 29 passages when i read it and i don't know if we want to read all that right now we can um reminds me sort of of what how we're going to look back on these days this covid situation um it's when let me see if i can pull it up job was talking about his position in the community as a, a godly man. And it's, it's interesting that he says, you know, remembering when I washed my steps with butter back when the rock poured me out rivers of oil. It's,
1: it's yeah, like and, and, and really Asher is kind of an interesting thing too, especially in this day and age where everybody is talking about the terrible things they have to endure. Asher and Gad were sons of a concubine named Zilpah, which means short-nose and she was she belonged to leah
0: oh so
1: you've got listen you've got leah who was the ugly sister and um who always felt that she was in the shadow to her more beautiful sister and not only her but then you've got (laughs) got a concubine whose name means short nose can you imagine naming your kid short nose as soon as they're born so this these two guys gad and asher they didn't have any real reason to think they were blessed or happy. I mean, they had they had a double issuance of potential bitterness, but they overcome it. So you can either look for excuses in life, or you can triumph and overcome. And so that is a prescription. God can put oil on the feet of of this guy and give him dainties. in the oil um, God can do it for anybody
0: amen Amen.
2: well and also just a silly little extra about Asher the scriptures they're talking about are all oil olive but I did read a little bit about his land and what it's become today and it's actually a huge producer of uh, petroleum to the point that like Syria and other countries are trying to fight for really? that border because it's all along the border along the water and they're oh, trying to say well because yes but because it's on the border of the of the sea they're trying to say it belongs to them but it's still actually originally the land that was Asher's so that's still yes, producing interesting blessing today for that area and for that lineage wow. mm-hmm. incredible that's amazing
1: well that'll make you happy <laughs> So we have one more verse on this sheet about uh, our buddy Job. You want she already
2: read that. Oh, I read it, but that's okay. We yeah, can go further. Yeah, but we, we can need go a, further, we need to
1: Talk like. about it because it continues with that theme of okay. feeling that things have gone wrong for you, and you know, who is me? You know, if anybody, uh, all these things were taken. The enemies accused me. I don't have anything left, and God washes his steps with butter
2: mm-hmm. uh, i can read it if if you feel like it sure okay so jo- job 29 and i should probably let's see i just i love 28 and 29 i don't want to overwhelm everyone but no, go
1: ahead that's uh, a good one
2: <laughs> 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 please uh the end of job 28 he's talking about looking to the ends of the earth and seeing under the whole heaven um, then did he see it? Did he declare it? Did he prepare it? Yea, he searched it out. Unto um, man he said, "Behold, the fear of the Lord, which is at an eye, that is wisdom." And to depart from evil is understanding. And I, I just had a little interruption between the two chapters where, when you depart from evil, you're really not engaging with the enemy. So I just wanted to point that out. Your You're being like Jesus when the enemy took him to the pinnacle uh, in the uh, in the desert in the wilderness and and you're just staying in purpose and you're just not taking his bait so that's a little interjection and then we go into Job 29 um, he said oh that I were as a as in months past as in the days when God preserved me when his candle shined upon my head and when by his light I walked through darkness as i was in the days of my youth when the secret of god was upon my tabernacle when the almighty was yet with me when my children were about me when i washed my steps with butter and the rock poured out poured me out rivers of oil when i went out to the gate through the city when i prepared my seat in the street the young men saw me and hid themselves and the aged arose and stood up the princes refrained from talking and laid their hand on their mouth the nobles held their peace and their tongue cleaved to the roof of their mouth when the ear heard me then it blessed me and when the eye saw me it gave witness to me because i delivered the poor that cried the father and the fatherless and him that i had none to help him that had none to help him the blessed the blessing of him that was ready to perish came upon me and i caused the widow's heart to sing for joy i put on righteousness and it clothed me my judgment was as a robe and as a diadem. I was eyes to the blind and feet to the lame. I was father to the poor, and the cause which I knew not I searched out. I break the jaws of the wicked and pluck the spoil out of his teeth. Then I said, I shall die in my nest, and I shall multiply my days as the sand. My root was spread out from by the water, and the dew lay all night upon my branch. My glory was fresh in me, and my bough was renewed in my hand a bow sorry my bow was renewed in my hand unto me men gave ear and waited and kept silent at my counsel. after my words they spoke not again and my speech dropped upon them and they waited for me as the rain and they opened their mouth wide as the latter rain before the latter rain if I laughed on them they believed it not and the light of my countenance they cast down cast not down I chose out their way and sat chief and dwelt as a king in the army as one that comforteth the mourners. I just love this whole passage. I feel like it, re- it just represents what we're supposed to be and I know this has been a really hard season for everybody but he's just placing us and providing every single thing and taking us into the new and I know Job lived through some incredibly insane hardships but it just, it touched me so deeply. There's so much in that. That's a whole nother, so many things to talk about in that. It's a whole nother teaching. Yeah.
1: It's interesting that butter there is uh, is uh, kind of like a processed part of milk, but it can also mean either curds or cheese. So there must be a French area <laughs> in this. And oil is that cement again. So um, that that just is a beautiful... That's a beautiful telling of the goodness and the blessing of the Lord. And I think that as we conclude this broadcast, we want to encourage you. The theme today has touched on a number of things, but it is also very plainly talked about our position in God and what that position entails, how we keep functioning in that position faithfully. We trust Him. We minister out from that point of of service and identity and we do away with things that could cause our mind to think anything less than what God has called us to be and so the blessing of the Lord in his oil in us upon us and through us is something that we must really cherish in God and believe for
2: amen amen
1: so we have gone well past the time that we normally would, but we're still okay. And I um, wanna just quickly say, is there anything further we wanna mention? No. Okay. Well, Father, we ask you to bless these words. And uh, for those who are listening to this, we ask that there would be a visitation of your spirit upon and within them. If anybody today needs encouragement. May they remember these promises. If anybody today has fallen away from what God has asked them to be, we release this measure of anointing to you and call you back into alignment with what God has created you to be. But mostly, Father, we thank you for the privilege of being able to serve you in this way. We thank you for your blessing. We thank you that your anointing breaks every yoke. And we give this broadcast to you and all the ones that are uh, listening. We bless them, for we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Monica. Thank you, Stacy. Thank you, Pastor. And until uh, the next issuance of the season's broadcast, keep walking in the anointing. Amen.